0: This is Jennifer Polymus from Charlotte, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central.
1: Start the game! Let's go!
2: We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live!
0: In a world permeated with barbecue websites under the control of tyrannical administrators, there was one man. A one-man army. He broke all the rules. He allowed his members to speak out, give their opinions, and make the website what it is today. Get ready for Greg Rempe and the Barbecue Central show.
2: From Cleveland, Ohio, it's the Barbecue Central Show.
0: Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. Here we go. The show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling, originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the capital of the North Coast. The barbecue, capital of the North Coast, I might add. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard. Hey, you want to jump in on the show tonight? Hard and happy to have you. There is a phone call that you can make. It's 216-220-0966. In lieu of the phone call, you can send me an email. If I can figure out where you go. And this is how you do that.
1: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out
0: about the show can be found at the main website, com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. It is the first Tuesday of the last month of 2018. I've said it before and I will say it again. When I was talking about it mid-January, early February, saying 2018 rapidly coming to a close. Oh, did it sound funny then? But we are literally three weeks away from 2018 rapidly coming to a close and ushering in 2019. So as your co-pays and deductibles from a barbecue side hopefully have been met, this trip to the barbecue doctor will be free for you this evening as we reconvene with the medical professional of the barbecue and grilling industry, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue joins me for his monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. After that, and we had a little bit of a logistics hurdle as far as getting segments booked here for this show, and it was very late in the happening as it kind of unfolded today. The 9.35 guest was actually slated for 10.35. And the 9.35 original slot is now moving back to 10. Whoa, 10.35. Because original, well, I'll get into that. 9.35, he won King of the Smoker this past weekend. He is currently sitting atop the KCBS Team of the Year point standing race, if you're into that thing. He's first overall in pork. He's first overall in brisket. I think he's third in chicken, a little lower in the ribs, maybe 10th or 13th or something like that. Getting Basted's Brad Leiniger will join us, and we will recap King of the Smoker. That is the last King of the Smokers. We know it. I believe it is being transitioned into the Smithfield National Championship, and we will get somebody back on from Smithfield to kind of recover that. I know we did it a handful of months ago, but uh, it's worth the recover at this point. But the 2018 and the last version of King of the Smokers, so seven years it lasted for an invitational Of this nature, I think a pretty decent run overall, raised a ton of money for charity, kids' charities, the Casey Lee Ball Foundation, of course. So I hate to see it go. It was always fun to have a little build-up, have Sterling release the names of the teams that had been invited for that particular year on this show weeks in advance. And then to recap it with the winner, so excited to do that with Brad in about 30 minutes from now. Then we'll move into the second hour. This guy was locked and loaded for a number of weeks. At 1014, we will find the Keeper of the Flame for AmazingRibs.com. It's been a little bit of a hiatus for Max since he's been on this show. But we are now headlong into the gift-buying season. No matter what holiday it is that you're celebrating, chances are there's going to be some type of a gift that needs to be had there. And if you're looking for stellar gift-giving gifts as it relates to the live, fire, barbecue, and grilling community, then you're going to want to stay tuned and or listen to the 10:14 segment because Max Good is going to be talking about some hot items that are on the AmazingRibs.com gift-giving guide. We'll also talk about two specific cookers that traditionally you don't get a lot of love from when it comes to these manufacturers. And as Max said in an email to me, he believes that perhaps hell is freezing over as we know it. Because these two came strong with these particular items. So we'll probably hit on those as well. That's Max Good at 10.14. And then helping me close the show at 10.35, which originally was supposed to be the 9.35 slot. And he was on almost to the day, two years ago. You know, his name is Frank Rizzo. Frank
2: Rizzo. Frank
0: Rizzo, I said. Frank Rizzo. Right. From the Steak Ager. But if you go to StakeAger.com now, you'll notice there's a little bit bigger of a name that's also now associated with
1: Frank Rizzo and
0: the StakeAger, and that's Kingsford. So we'll talk about where that partnership came about, if it was a flat buyout, and Frank is now uh, kind of running that ship but is under the umbrella of Kingsford, which is also under the main umbrella of Clorox, which is a huge company. Also, there are now two other freestanding steak-ager devices. When I had Frank on two years ago, Frank Rizzo. there was only the one that you put in the refrigerator. And I believe some people that bought it were also putting it in their own a dorm-style refrigerator to keep it separate from everything else. So at 10.35, we will have Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. That's what I said, Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. Right. We will have Frank Rizzo on to close out the show. Glad I could grab him It was supposed to be Chef Eric from the Steak Ager, and I believe they parted company at some point. And then when I started doing the confirmation emails, they were getting kicked off or kicked back to me. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, not answering an email is one thing. Getting a kickback, that's not good. So, I was able to track down Frank Rizzo and he agreed to come back on. So, much looking forward to catching up with Frank and talking about the new products. And there's your lineup for this evening. If you're not following me on social media, you should do that on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle, at BBQ Central Show. Of course, on Facebook slash BBQ Central Show. If you're watching the live feed here on Facebook this evening, happy to have you. Leave comments. Although, I don't follow the chat on Facebook. Because it's absolutely maddening the way it rolls. Plus, I would have to hear and look at myself in order to see it properly. And I don't want to do that. I will go through after the show and respond to the stuff that I see, give you a little like for stopping in, all that good stuff. So please share it around if you don't mind. Hit the share button, let everybody know the show's on, and uh, follow me socially again at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Got an email coming in from Phil in North Carolina. Reads, Greg, sorry for the long-awaited emailed for the Uni Pro update. I mean Uni, of course. First of all, I love it. I've got both attachments and have tested them all. Least favorite is the pellet attachment. The gas attachment, like Meathead said, is way more consistent. I love using wood chunks, but you have to feed it often. Love the show. Love to listen on the podcast on the way to work. Regards, Phil. So, Phil, thank you so much for weighing in. On the Uni Pro, and that is a product that has really seen, you know, over the course of two, maybe three years, an extensive evolution of models. There was the Uni Original, then I think there was the Uni Two, then the Uni, the Uni Pro. There was, I think, this might be the fourth iteration of the Uni, and it has now uh, much bigger. I don't think you can fit, you can probably fit two really small pies in side-by-side, side, but you can't fit two normal size pies into. But But compared to what the width of the very first uni was compared to where it is now, it is much wider, a little bit more workable. They're still very portable. But the latest and greatest runs on either wood or wood chunks, as Phil said. It also has a propane insert, so if you'd not rather deal with any of the traditional live fire. Because remember, the original uni was solely powered on wood pellets. That's what drew a lot of attention and a lot of reaction. It was like, hey, I get it. This guy's using wood pellets. It's compressed wood. It's like using wood that you would find in a traditional high heat pizza oven. The flames ran across the top because the chimney was at the front drawing the flames over the top and kind of licking the pizza, if you will. And then... Uh, Christian and his partners out there always looking to innovate, continuing to make modifications to that Uni Pizza Oven. And now you have what is available today, the Uni Pro. So by all accounts, doing very well. Uh, They continue to promote it on Facebook and a lot of other social media because a lot of people love to promote products that way on social media because a lot of people are on there, obviously. So we wish him continued success. But Phil, thanks so much for the feedback there on the Uni Pro. Maybe you're in the market for a pellet cooker. Might I suggest to you a Traeger grill? Yes, of course I would recommend that. Why? Behind, behind, because behind every great grill is a well. Behind every great meal is a great grill. Let's say it in that way. A Traeger grill, Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level. Thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor from low-and-slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie. Yeah, you can bake in Traeger's too. Traeger's can handle it all, and the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can choose to cook. You can check on your cooks, kick up temperatures, set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right through your phone on the Traeger app. Here's an example. If I had a brisket or a pork butt on my Traeger Timberline right now, I could launch my app right here on the phone, see where the temperatures are, and if I needed to kick it up or down or set a custom cook cycle, I could do it all right from the smart device right there. You can find one at your local Traeger dealer, or you can check them out online at traegergrills.com. That's traegergrills.com. Now, if you want to beef up that barbecue game of yours, the Traeger shop classes continue to go coast-to-coast. Bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go. Taught by professional pitmasters. You take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory. Now you're like, who are these professional pitmasters? How about DVAQ? How about Doug Shiding, Embedded correspondent from Texas at the Barbecue Central Show. How about Chad Ward, just to name a few? You ever heard of Matt Pittman from Meat Church? He does classes as well. You can find a shop class near you. Sign up today. Traegergrills.com slash class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shopclass. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I actually saw Danielle Bennett having classes in like April or May of 2019. Maybe it was a little earlier than that. But they were already booking into early to mid 2019. So these shop classes are absolutely popular, very economical, and the knowledge that you gain. I mean, come on. Who are you kidding? Traegergrills.com slash shop class. For those classes, or if you want to look at the cookers, TraegerGrills.com. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around, we'll be right back.
1: Christine live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. to This portion of
0: the show brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all Butcher Barbecue products, have been tested on the competition circuit. As well as in backyards. Quite frequently, quite frequently in my backyard, I might add. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit butcherbbq.com to stock up right now. And you can always trust your butcher. In fact, you can trust him. Uh, special mention Dave finishing top 11, King of the Smokers. How about that? Huge field there that we'll be talking to Brad Leiniger next segment, believe it or not. In the meantime, I ask that you listen to this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a
2: business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The Doctor is
0: in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempy. Dr. Barbecue. Well. I would love to say that we have Ray Lampy on the phone. This is what it looks like right here. Not there yet. I don't think. No. Oh. That's gross. Ray, where are you? Hello, Ray? I mean, what could be more important on a Tuesday night at 9 p.m. or 9.14 p.m. Eastern than to hit your monthly segment. I mean, you can't not show up for your monthly segment, Uh-oh. right? That would be some of the worst karma ever on the face of the earth. Sending you into 2019. Blowing the show up. can't do that. Plus, we, we corresponded most of the day. We have a big topic to talk about this evening. Come on. Plus, it shows him online. I think even last seen five minutes ago. What could possibly be the case? Uh, some of you are emailing me. I saw also one instant chat from uh, John Dawson, who, by the way, gets credit for this, saying, "Hey, does is the lighting a little bit different?" Yes, the lighting is a little bit different. Not only is John a what I would call a valued contributor to the show. Now, some people find. Uh, John's takes or his uh, a bullion personality when it comes to review and rate of the show and guests and feedback and all of this stuff, uh, sometimes off putting. But hey, I love the mix and the flavor of everybody. So let's make sure that we're hey, let's all agree that we can disagree and still be friends. But let's not get lost in the fact that John is, I believe, at At worst, a contract professional photographer, that means he gets paid for his work with real commercial clients, okay, and said, we had been going back and forth. I don't know if you guys recall or not in the summer. I've been like, holy moly, breaking a sweat. You know, it's hot in the, I mean, I'm in the coolest room in the house, in the basement with the air conditioning on with one crappy vent sitting at my 11 o'clock. As I look here and there and in the heat of the summer and the Ohio humidity, because I didn't properly look, I've never built a studio before. What do I know? Nobody helped me and said, hey, by the way, you're not thinking properly here with uh, your air conditioning and your heating. You're gonna die down here in the summer, and if it's really that hot, well, in the winter it's probably not gonna be too bad because you're gonna get a lot of heat kick off from the lights and so forth. So, oh, but I didn't realize that the bulbs that I have in these, that I had in these lights, were generating such heat. Then with the monitors on, then the CPU kicks up because we're in full mode. Man, oh man tough it out. Come on, Backyard Barbecue Show. I was toughing it out for the last five years in here. And then I was talking with John Dawson about lights and he said, dude, don't you have LED lights? And I was like, "Uh, no, of course not. I have these weirdo looking lights that are very bright. And he said, hey, how about LEDs? So we were originally looking at LED panels and then I showed him the actual lights that I had in my uh, boxes, and he said, well, not only can I give you a quick fix, it's going to be cheap. We don't have to replace any lights. Just unscrew the crap bulbs that you have right now and go to Amazon and buy these LED bulbs that will give you a replacement. I, I thought to myself, it couldn't possibly be that easy. Something is going to go awry. It doesn't ever work out this easy for me when it comes to show, technology, hardware, software, whatever. But as long as the day is long, which is not a saying at all, I unscrewed the old bulbs, put in the new bulbs, and I went I then in a true test, and I say this with peace and love, I took my... Thermopen out and without any lights on no monitors no nothing took it out took a temperature reading in the room it was uh, 70 degrees turned on all the lights all the monitors had everything running in full show mode and then went away for one hour set a timer on alexa for one hour then she alerted me that the timer was going off so i ran back downstairs took my thermapen out opened it up and what did i have what did i have 72 degrees. Come on. (laughs) 72 degrees. Now I can deal with that. I'm not sweating. Now granted it's 32 degrees outside right now, but still when I had the old bulbs and everything was on, because I like to get everything up and running an hour or so in advance. You know, it gets hot even in the winter. There wasn't a lot of times where I was donning a uh sweatshirt online here. There's always t-shirt. Sometimes I would have to crack the window above me, but you can't crack it too much. When it's really cold out, the cold air comes down and lands on your neck and makes you cold. So I don't I definitely don't like to be cold. I can deal with the hot, but there had to have been a better way for me to get out of that, so I have to say thank you to John Dawson for leading me in the right light direction. I think overall the the light is a little more true or or daylight, as it were. The only thing I still have yet to do is uh, do that uh, thing you told me to, John, with the parchment paper to make a buttery light effect. So if I can remember that, I will try to do that before next show. But, I mean, come on. The show, the light is way better. But even if the light was the same, the heat level, it's got to be 15 to 20 degrees. And I'm not kidding. I know you guys like to think that I'm all about over-exaggeration and over-the-top and all this. Forget it. It's easily 20 degrees hotter in here when the lights are on, especially as we broach into hour number two. Why do you think neighbor Desmond decided he didn't want to come in anymore and do the show? He's like, oh, my God, it's so hot. (laughs) Neighbor Desmond is melting. So he said, forget about it. I don't want to do that. I get it. I don't want to do it either in the second hour when I'm sweating into my ears. But I tough it out. Were the bulbs at 140 degrees? Yeah, pretty much, man. Kinger weighing in. Kinger, when are we doing a new alcohol related recipe Kinger of course responsible for booze teen as you would recall that probably has to go down as an as an all-time event the booze team let me see if uh, Ray lampy comes back up here I mean what could he possibly be doing I wonder if it's a skype issue? Because as everybody knows, me and Skype, we love each other. And by love each other, I mean hate each other. Ah, still nothing. That phone is just ring a ling a right along. I can see it. Max Good is offering to jump in now, but I want to make sure that we have enough time to get him in in a proper way so we can get through his whole list. So, Max, appreciate you being available, but... We got to give you the right time. Yeah, what could he be doing? John Solberg asked. Not the show. No kidding. Thank you, John. Thank you for that. All right, so I was going to get to this. Well, I had thought about getting to this last week, but time got away from me in the top of the second hour. I love to talk about things that, you know, when it comes to barbecue and grilling or, or the live fire industry, you don't think they're going to come out. You don't think they're going to happen. But then when you finally see it, you're like, of course. Well, it was only a matter of time before that came out. Which leads me into my next broaching into the next topic. Well, it was only a matter of time before we found this. What has been a hot button topic on this show all year with phrases like 10th circle of hell being thrown around it. I believe I saw these things being billed as burnt ends from Hey, Grill, Hey. Well, I'm trying to book on the show right now, believe it or not. Not specifically right now, but before the end of the year, actually it'd probably be better first part of next year in 2019. Hey, Grill, Hey. Hot dogs, of course, they have been a hot button item on this show in 2018. And of course, and of course, there is a rub for your wieners. (laughs) I want to credit Brian Crawford from Crawford's Barbecue for the link. By the way, Brian Crawford is. A and the sole sponsor now of the Friday Best of the Moments, uh, Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in ten minutes less, which is put together by John Solberg every week. So if you're looking for uh, unsolicited plug here for Brian, but if you're looking for something that's an all inclusive, uh, they call it a pit spritz. But if you love to cook ribs and you're looking for something to spray on there besides your normal apple cider vinegar and water blend, or maybe you just do 100% apple cider vinegar or just apple juice, whatever. The pit spritz, which is peach-flavored, I was right there. What are you talking about? You're right there? How can that be? Ray's saying he's right here, but he's not calling me. Man, there's nothing worse than being right... Ray, did you block me? Wait a second, Ray, you there? Ray, you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh no! I, don't know why I can't hear you, dude. I'm sorry. I can see you. I can see you. Can you hear me? No, can't hear me. Can't hear me. No. I mean, he looks good. Look, he's got a, he's got a. Uh, Chicago Jersey on. Eh, yeah, I don't know. That's bizarre. That's even more that's even more frustrating is when you get him right in there. I asked him to put in his it, His earbuds, as it were. An old AOL commercial, yeah. So I want to credit Brian Crawford for the link again. If you're looking for something, a pit spritz, is his website. If you want to check it out or subscribe or make sure you subscribe to the show in general and you can get the Friday show that comes out. You'll have the link there in the show description. A rub for your wiener. That's right. So if you have always thought that hot dog has been missing something or you want to check out the rubs, that are made for the wiener, then I have it for you right here. Here's a picture of the product. It's called Weenie Rub. Brings out the smiles from Dos Pendejos Spice Company, LLC. For the people that are listening on audio, I apologize. You have to go back to the video feed in order for you to see this label that I'm showing right now. But it does say Weenie Rub Seasoning. It's trademarked brings out the smiles instructions sprinkle on your weenie and rub score your weenie first for the best flavor penetration (laughs) what (laughs) good lord luckily we're not going for any of the double entendre here not just for weenies as well as it says over here in the bottom left corner if you're looking and reading along with me hot dogs it's good for chicken ribs brisket fish michelada dressing or michelada dressing however you say that i never even got into the micheladas before i stopped the drinking they look a little weird for me honestly if i got back into drinking i don't know if that would be the first one i would grab but sam the cooking guy i believe is a fan of michelada so i might think about it if I go back to it. But for now, no. Absolutely not. So again, Weenie Rub seasoning. It's trademarked. Orange Spice brings out the best in your hot dog. Raise the flavor. Make it stand out. Here are your flavors. The original Weenie Rub, Orange Spice. You have Cholito Weenie Rub, Chipotle Orange. Smokin' Weenie Rub, which is mesquite smoke. Pricing regardless of what flavor you want to get, $13 for 10 ounces. Ooh, that seems high to me. $13 for 10 ounces. Can somebody else please price check? <coughs> Excuse me. Can somebody else please uh, please price check what a 10-ounce bottle of rub is going for otherwise? Like, do a quick search on some other big name like Stubbs or how much is Dave Bosca's rubs going for Sterling balls? I should know that of course, but I don't know right off the top of my head or or what are their ounces? $13. That's more than a dollar an ounce. And two out of the flavor or two out of the three flavors are orange based. now, Uh, where did it say again, by the way, not a joke. This is for real. If you go to weenyrub.com, is that the website? Let me run back to the, uh, yeah, it's weenyrub.com. W-E-E-N-I-E, weenierub.com. On the website, I believe it says that. For whatever reason, the uh, orange brings out a new flavor or the orange is a a hot dog flavor enhancement, if you will. So, uh, you know how when Meathead comes on the show and he always talks about salt and, you know, make sure you put enough salt because salt is a flavor enhancer. Evidently, orange is the salt for wieners. Of course, there's only one true way to find out if weenie rub is something that is good or bad, and that would be to tie down Texas embedded correspondent Doug Scheiding, who, during the course of 2018, went on a mission to make sure that everybody knew that he was anti hot dog, an anti hot dog person of the highest order, so much so. That not only would he not put any hot dogs on his grills for him if he was having a party and there were kids there, and kids inherently love hot dogs. That if the kids said, hey, Mr. Doug or Uncle Doug or Doug whatever. Oh, I mean, this is going to be really awkward, Ray. I only got a minute. I mean, let's. uh Oh. All right. I'm sure everything's worked out now. Uh, uh great. Wonderful. Damn. it. We got a whole burger thing iced and ready to go. Probably we're going to get some gift-giving ideas, but no. Not the, man, I'm I got to be honest when the first guest out of the shoot doesn't work off as well as I think it should, the second guest I get really nervous for. Because you can sound check all you want, but as soon as the show hits, all bets are off. It doesn't matter. This thing has a mind of its own. So I keep getting away from the weenie rub take here, but if you want weenie rub, again, it's weenierub.com, W-E-E-N-I-E. There's an orange spice, which is the original weenie rub, a Cholito weenie rub, which is a Chipotle orange spice, and then a Smokin' weenie rub, which is a Mesquite smoke spice. And it's thirteen bucks for ten ounces in comparison, Sterling Ball's sweet money rub, fourteen ounces for thirteen dollars. So you get uh four more ounces or roughly fifty percent more, forty percent more for uh the same money. Butcher's rub is a twelve ounce bottle for eight ninety-nine, so five bucks less there as well. So As I suspected, a little bit on the higher side, but weenie rub could be a premium product that is commanding a premium price. Rub to put on your wieners. Sprinkle on your wieners and rub, as it said. Make sure you score the wiener for ultimate penetration. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and barbecue. Attention anyone who loves sausage and barbecue. I think that's pretty much all of us. Southside Market and Barbecue was established in 1882. It's the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for original beef sausage that's coarse ground and a natural pork casing. And if you've never had... Huh, I don't know if I would call it life-changing sausage if you've never had beef sausage, but it could be life-changing. They are also known for the authentic Central Texas barbecue, all meats, including those prime briskets, are slow-smoked for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. Keep that website in mind for a second. They also ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later, include a custom gift note, and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. Well, why is that important? Look what time of the year we're at, stupid! You can send sausages to Aunt Faye, and Cousin Johnny. And Sister Lindsay. And you don't have to pay extra charges. All right through SouthsideMarket.com. Send custom gift notes, too. No extra charge. All the shipped items vacuum sealed to ensure freshness. Ease of preparation for the customer. And they're shipped in dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats processed in that on-site USDA inspected facility. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders welcome as well. Two, uh, two restaurants for you to check out. Elgin, Texas since 1882. Bastrop, Texas since 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. Remember that website I told you, remember? Southsidemarket.com. You get 10% off coupon when you order all of your stuff online. And then through checkout, you use the coupon code BBQCENTRAL. All one word, lowercase, BBQ Central. Again, go to Southsidemarket.com. Do your shopping. And then as you check out... You can get 10% off the entire order with code BBQ Central. All right, we will uh, look through the bugs, try and get Brad Leininger from getting based as we recap King of the Smoker and look at National Barbecue League, among some other things. So stick around. Be right back.
1: Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right,
0: welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by cookingpellets.com your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Multiple flavors, big bags, 40-pounders, none of that cheap crap. Visit cookandpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. Be sure to download the pellets.com free app because they will alert you if they have great shipping deals that are happening as well, cookandpellets.com All right, my next guest is the current... Points leader for KCBS team of the year in this past weekend. He took down the GC at King of the Smoker here to recap the past weekend and talk about some other barbecue related stuff. Is the pitmaster of getting basted. And that, of course, on, oh wait a second. That of course on the Trader Grills hotline is none other than Brad Lighter. Brad, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Brad. Appreciate you making time for the show as always. So uh, if we could, I guess, let's go ahead and recap this past weekend, Brad. And for the folks that maybe haven't been there or they have heard from this show from time to time, uh, Sterling, come in, talk a little bit about King of the Smokers and so forth, but don't really have a good breadth of knowledge here. Can you kind of set the stage a little bit as it relates to the event and what kind of teams were there?
2: Well, I mean, it's uh, quite simply the uh, best event in competition barbecue. I mean, Sterling and his staff uh, go out of their way to make sure you want for nothing. You know, we're out there three days and, and everything's taken care of. I think it, the way I like, like it is it must be what professional golfers feel like uh, when, when they go to a tournament. You know, everything's carted around for you. You're, you're fed, you're wine, you're dined. Uh, you know, it's obviously in a beautiful location. There's nothing like it. Uh, but as far as the teams go, I mean, basically Sterling likes to find, uh, you know, the 24 best, best pitmasters uh, I- that he can find in the world, and be they legends or be they uh, current, you know, uh, top teams or, or uh, you know, just good personalities. So you've got 24 of the best in barbecue that have uh, ever been out there competing for it all. And, and it's like I said, just having this is my fourth one, and honestly it's it's such a shame that it's going away because there's really nothing like it if you haven't been out there it's just it's hard to explain
0: you know it's interesting to hear you say that because you've been competing for a long time uh, you do a number of events over the course of any given calendar year you've really ramped it up this year of course and to hear you say that a 7 year old event which you know obviously there is some tenure now uh, but even after year number 1 you know 7 years ago people were coming out going man first year contest but this might have been the best run, you want for nothing, all the things that you just echoed. Uh, now, seven years later, it's uh, going away. And as you said, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, other disappointed pitmasters there. Is there a, another contest that you have been to that kind of uh, echoes or at least is comparable, or does this one really stand that much apart from the rest? Yeah,
2: there's there's nothing comparable. Wow. I mean, this one stands apart. You know, there it's just, just from... Every detail. I think it's just the 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 you know the devils in the details. There, there's just they anticipate everything. They've got a good group of sponsors. You know, Smithfield goes out there and helps them. Uh, uh, you know, and they they bring brings the staff. You've got the BPS staff out there working, and they just anticipate your every need. And 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 honestly. You know, even the down to the goodie bags and everything that we got this year, which is you know bigger. The goodie bag was worth more more than most prize purses at other contests. You know, every pitmaster was there. I believe walked away with at least a thousand dollars to show up. There's no entry fees. You know, we we started out with dinner. Sterling took us all out to dinner on on Wednesday night, and, and you know you have top notch. I mean, fantastic. Like uh, you know, Steph from Simply Marvelous is out there cooking. Uh, uh snake river farms and smithfield pork and, and 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 beef uh it's just there's just nothing like it. it it doesn't make any sense and i that might be part of the reason why he's not doing it anymore because it's got to cost him a fortune uh to pull this thing off and, and, and treat the cooks the way they do but i mean that's his staff and and he's spending his dollars to to make the cooks feel like they're the most important people on the earth and and he pulls it off and i i, I don't think they're you know until the economics of barbecue change, I don't think that there's going to be another event like it.
0: One of the things that really makes this event stand by itself is the fact that when you show up, you know, you're know you not bringing your own meat. Uh, you are getting a cooler, in essence, and all the meat is provided for you. A kind of a, a similar concept is that guinea pig that he does, but um, do you would you like to see more contests go to, to something along these lines? Is that where you could see some of that economics start to trim down a little bit if uh, all the meat was provided and there wasn't such a an angle to get this, uh, I don't know if, if high-end meat is right, because I think that's just kind of where the evolution of the sport has taken itself at this point. But could that be a way to trim it down a little bit?
2: Um, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think I'd like to see every contest uh, going down to that. I mean, I think that's one of the things that pitmasters have. I mean, it's a way that I make, I know that, you know, a way that I make some of my money and be able to cover some of my costs is that I can make relationships myself with companies. And I think if you kind of give that all of the organizers, you're, you're taking a lot of power away from the pitmasters to, to sit there and make those. And then, and, and, you know, finding meat is, is an important part of the equation. You know, I happen to get a very good cooler. When I got my meat, you know, everybody was cooking Snake River Farm gold briskets, you know, twenty, 20 plus pounders. And the one I had was extremely marbled. Uh, you know, I got great pork, I got great ribs, and and I knew, you know, when I opened my cooler that I had a chance to win. But the amount of meat and, and Sterling can do it and at this event could do it because they they are partnered directly with Smithfield and they're partnered directly with Snake River Farms. And they're they're picking out that meat. But I couldn't imagine a, a local contest sitting there mm. saying, Okay, I've got to find you know, 80 or a hundred or 200 or whatever competition racks of ribs. I have cooked 50 contests this year and it's hard enough to find a four or five that I want to cook, you know, in a town. So I think there's just always that element of the draw and there always is a king of the smoker and the Guinea pigs that, you know, they do a good job and they try to even them out as much as possible. So James will sit there and Jody will pick through and say, Hey, these ribs are better. These pork are better. And they'll try to make the boxes as even as possible. Or the coolers as even as possible. But there's still that element of the luck of the draw, and so you almost have to get lucky twice in this contest. You know, you got to get a lucky with the set of meat that you get, and then you got to turn around and hit the right tables, or you know, hit the hit the right you know group of judges that like your food. Everybody hits the tables, obviously. There's four tables, which is one of the great things about that contest. But you have to hit the judges that like your food, so it's almost uh, two lotteries going on in, in this contest because every pitmaster that's there can win it. There's no doubt about it. So you give somebody a little bit better brisket, or give somebody a little bit better piece of pork, and it, it's hard to come back from that.
0: Brad Leiniger joining me here on the show, pitmaster getting basted. So as you look at your uh, team results, Brad, you're 12th overall in chicken, uh, ninth overall in pork, third. I'm sorry, uh, ninth ribs, third pork and second in brisket so i mean overall uh, i would imagine given the field you're, you're pretty happy with those results but did anything stick out as a surprise either way is uh, you thought you got scored a little harsh or you got scored a little angel
2: oh no i mean i had great food uh i, I was i won every table but my chicken table my chicken table i was uh third on the table uh i thought yeah, i i don't know what i could have done better i turned in great chicken but you know the thing about that contest is so did everybody else. So you know there could have been eleven better entries than mine. I, I don't know what I would have done to change it, but uh, my pork is really good. I, my and my brisket was fantastic. So those two, uh, you know, of course, then Tuffy slides in there one above me in each one of those things. So when we're going to the final, you know, I, I'm thinking I might have a little bit of trouble with him. But no, I, I was happy with the way I got scored, and, and I was happy with the food I turned in.
0: So this was, uh, as we both know, the last version of King of the Smokers. We know it. I think there's going to be some kind of an extension next year with Smithfield kind of taking over with that National uh, uh, Barbecue Cup or whatever they're doing with that. But uh, did it it make it extra special for you to to win it this year, knowing that uh, the way that King of the Smoker is at this point was going to be the last way you saw it?
2: Yeah. You know, strowman has got the trophy that has everybody's name on it and knowing that my name is going to be the last one on that trophy. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody was gunning for it a little bit extra hard. And then you had a lot of guys there that, that you know, I, I respect and and that were cooking at a very high level uh, when I first got into barbecue that were there. So just to go up there, and I mean, they used to beat me like a drum when I was first cooking. <laughs> so to go in there and beat somebody like, uh, you know, Pigskin, or Tippy Canoe, and, the, you know, some of those guys that are just, you know, larger than the white characters when I first started out cooking was, was very special to me, for sure.
0: Give me a quick history lesson here, Brad, on the term... Shiggin, like, where does that come from for the people that don't know much about barbecue, especially competition?
2: Hey, well, apparently, I learned this lesson myself. So we had, we we kind of had that thing going along, and I should have known. I, I guess it came from uh, uh, Mr. Darren Worth. And uh, Randy Twyford, I believe, were the two that came up with it. I always thought the first time I ever was exposed to it, I think like most people was on Pitmasters with, uh, you know, Myron and Tuffy and all those guys talking about it. But uh, no, it's, it, I think it's another one of those uh, Iowa Smoky D's innovations that, mm-hmm. that came out and and uh, you know forever changed the lexicon of competition barbecue.
0: So as you were looking over the field this past weekend, did you see somebody that might be like top shigging team of the weekend, or does everybody pretty much keep to themselves?
2: Oh, there's a lot of shit. I mean, that's the cool thing about that event, right? There's nowhere to hide. So, you know, everybody's having fun. And of course, nobody's changing what they're doing. You know, uh, everybody's having a great time and and they're running around and looking, but there's a lot of trash talk and a lot of, you know, a lot of looking and seeing what people are doing. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think always the top chicken team has got to be Lucky's Q. I mean, he, uh, he, 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 he <laughs> I'm just kidding. Justin's a great guy. No, I think everybody there's a great cook in their own right and all innovators, and that's why we're where we're at.
0: Brad, let's uh, finish up with the National Barbecue League. So this was the first year of it, almost done, obviously. And, uh, you know, I'm just interested in your thoughts on evaluating the league, and do you think that you guys were able to accomplish what you were looking to accomplish?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I think we did. I, You know, the league's goal is that we were trying to, you know, settle – cook against each other, find a way to cook against each other, but more importantly than that, give barbecuers a platform and sponsors a platform uh, uh, you know, that's just a little bit more meaningful than, than what we do on the weekends. And I think we're able to accomplish that. You know, I think we made a lot of missteps, and I think we learned a lot, but we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming out next year, and some of that takes from uh, what Sterling and his crew have done at King of the Smoker. I mean, we're looking at compete, doing standalone events next year, uh, we're looking at competing under 10 by 10s, and and we're looking at at changing some things and adding a few wrinkles, such as live scoring, and uh, making it more like a live sporting event. You know, I think the biggest problem with competition barbecue right now, and it's just time to evolve. But I think the biggest problem right now is that people come out, they want to see it. You have an event, and when people come out, you know, we're done turning in at 1:30 on Saturday. People are showing up at the event. They want to eat. They want to see the pits. They want to talk to people. And what are we doing? We're tearing down. and We're trying to get out of there. We're tired. We've been up all night. So I think we just kind of, Tim and I just sat down and we had a great year. We had a great group of pit masters. Of course, Darren won. And, uh, you know, big surprise there. And uh, uh, we sat down and said, hey, you know, we can keep doing what we're doing. But we didn't really fix any of the problems that we see in barbecue. All we did was, you know, just you know, just kind of keep going. So we sat down and said, hey, what what would we like the barbecue contest to look like? So some of the things that we're going to bring out with the National Barbecue Me- League next year is going to reflect that. And These are going to be KCBS Competitor Series contests, and, and we're going to shake it up a little bit and hopefully see some change. And I think we saw some change this year from what we did. I think the social media stuff that we've done has been echoed. I know KCBS, I know a few other organizations have done that, and realized that, hey, you know, the way that we get people interested in this thing is not by hiding in our trailers. I mean, we, we can't we can't sit there and and hide in their trailers and, and be secretive about what we do. The way we get people interested is we have to open up and we have to show them, you know, our love for competition barbecue and, and what competition barbecue is all about. And and uh, you know we've got a lot more of that coming in in twenty nineteen that I think we had put off to a good start in twenty eighteen. Uh,
0: Brad, what does the team setup look like next year? Will there be a lot of the same teams that were here this year? Will you be uh, taking some out and adding some new win, or will you just be uh, adding to the overall total?
2: Uh, So this year, you know, it's part of the reason to get these guys to go along with us on our crazy first year. Uh, uh deal we we decided to, to let everybody come back next year that, that was in it this year so those 10 teams as long as they want to have a spot they have a spot i know there's a couple of them that uh, uh are going to have other obligations and are going in different directions so we may not have all 10 of them but i believe we'll have uh eight or nine of them back and then we're going to open it up uh, uh to the number that we want to make sense so uh we're, we're, we'll be sending out those invites soon and and hopefully uh you know I was, our, you know, we already had a great group of pitmasters, and I think, you know, we're going to add a few more. That's going to make an even stronger group. And and the key thing we're looking for is people that are, are are willing to represent competition barbecue, people that are willing to spend the time, willing to do some demos, willing to talk to people, and, and realize that uh, our investment as pitmasters in events is going to turn around and, and pay us back if that makes any sense. So uh, we're going to have a great group of people, and, and look for the announcements of the of the teams that we're going to have in it next year coming out soon.
0: So was there a are you guys just getting together and saying, hey, here are some teams that we think would fit into the National Barbecue League or here are some teams in 2018 that seem to do pretty well and they're up-and-comers or maybe they're people that would act well in front of crowds to be able to do these kind of demonstrations and you're just sending invites out like that or was there some kind of an open application process?
2: No, so you know we're, we're we're looking at people that that are going to be good representatives and people that are our goods but we also it doesn't mean anything if we don't have good cooks so we're we're going to go out and we're going to get you know the next best set of cooks we can get and uh, and and that that's the most important thing to us, but obviously after that, you know we want people that are going to be able to represent what we're doing you know to, to the best of their ability and are are able to to do that
0: How impressive is bunch of swines? Did you know a lot about them before?
2: Yeah. You know, we, we've had the opportunity to, to meet them, at, you know, here and there uh, over the few years. And of course they cook on gateway drum smokers and, 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 and Tim and I work up, you know, cook on gateway drum smokers. So, uh, you know, we've had the opportunity to and uh, uh have some conversations with them. So, I mean, we knew what they were capable of. I mean, we've been following them and what they've been doing in Europe and uh, knew that they were capable. And I believe Tim actually brought them that set of drums that they used at the, uh, at the American Royal. So, uh, I mean, is it surprising to see them do as well as they did? I mean, I, I guess it has to be on, on some level, just because, you know, obviously the level of competition stepped up, but I uh, knew they were great cooks. They're great people. Uh, it's fantastic to see, and they, they fit right in. I know Sterling was a little, I don't think apprehensive is the right word. He was just worried if they would fit in or not. I think everybody uh, uh, unanimously agreed that they, they'd be a great fit, and they went out there and they proved it. And, you know, taking third in that competition, you know, i that's as impressive as what they did at the Royal. I mean, the Royal, you've got you know, a little bit more of an element of luck. Whereas the king of the smoker, you can't hide anywhere. So they went out there and and pretty well beat everybody, within a point or two of getting the win there too. And that's that's two very impressive showings in, in you know in a couple of months. So yeah, they're 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 great people.
0: Brad, you cooking any more before the end of the year? Or are you pretty much done? No,
2: I got one more. We're going out to Las Vegas, mm. so uh, that's going to be that's yeah be here not this weekend, but the weekend after, and that's that's it for me. Uh, obviously, I think that's it for everybody for this year. There's one in Phoenix, but I believe that's 2019 points.
0: You nervous so, about uh, the Nevada one at all, or no? I'm sorry. Are you nervous about the uh, Nevada one at all, or no? Uh,
2: well, I, you know, I so you know, obviously, uh, boomerangs uh, point behind me. Yeah. So you know, there's a, there's a lot at stake. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'm nervous. So I'll just go out there and cook. I my my theory always in barbecue is is control what you can control. Right. You know, you're not cooking against anybody else. You're cooking against yourself and you're trying to get the judges the best food you can. It doesn't really matter who's there. So I'm just going to approach it that way, and, and we'll let the, the the chips fall where the chips fall.
0: In two weeks, he'll be in Nevada looking to close out team of the year. He is the grand champ at the last King of the Smokers that happened this past weekend. Brad Leininger getting basic. Brad, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hey, thank you, Greg. You got it. There he is. Brad Leininger bringing it strong, as always. Thank you, Brad.
1: All guests appear via the Traeger Grills Hotline.
0: And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I, I was hugely <clears throat> impressed. Uh, and I will echo Brad's sentiments that Ed and Emma Gash from Bunch of Swines finished top three, at, or third overall, so in the top three of this last King of the Smoker. Man, that is huge. Congratulations, Ed and Emma. And congratulations, Brad, for winning it. The last time you bookend that trophy plaque with your name, team name. Alright folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru, longest running sponsor of the show. They've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. That means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic pit temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time, temperature, and let the Monolith do the work of the sous-chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. If you have any questions, you give them a call at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or you can hit up the website, BBQGURU.com. That's BBQGURU.com. Check out everything that they have to order. Again, if you have or you're ordering the monolith and you already have a Guru pit temperature control device, you don't have to get a new one in order for that thing to operate. You can take the controller, hook it to the fan. You're off and running. If you want to upgrade technology or get something else, certainly your prerogative, hit the website, bbqguru.com, or give them a call, 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Welcome back. Thanks again to Brad Leininger from Get GetBasedIt. Getbasted.com, his website, by the way. few numbers for your education. According to BBQData.com, GettingBasedIt has 49 contests underneath their belt. So that'll make 50 in two weeks when he goes down to Nevada. Overall... 12 grand championships currently. Six grand championships. As I mentioned during the interview with Brad, they're currently ranked number one in the points race for KCBS Team of the Year. They're third overall in the chicken category. They're 13th overall in ribs. They're first in pork. They are first in brisket if you need them. Brad, cook much? Good for you. Thanks for coming on, my friend. I believe Boomerang, which was supposed to be at King of the Smoker, and then they backed out like the Monday that week to go cook somewhere else, and they didn't end up winning, so it didn't really help them to back out. I think that cook was 52 or 53, or maybe Nevada makes 53. Boomerang will have cooked more contests than there are weekends. <laughs> wow. That is what they call the marathon of barbecue. No doubt about it. Wow, that's a lot. All right, we are going to step away, reload for the second hour. Check communication lines, as it were. Max Good is supposed to be coming up at 1014 to talk about gift giving as it relates to AmazingRibs.com and what they're going to be recommending. And then we have Frank Rizzo Frank Rizzo talking about the Steak Ager to close it out. It's a ground. We'll be right back.